Welcome back to the Fantasy Front Office Podcast for the week of June 13th, 2018. This is episode 43. This week we'll be discussing pitchers to target and the hottest and coldest hitters of June so far. And now, entering your ears, your Fantasy Front Office. And as we are back, I am Jeremy. Find me at Front Office Jer. And in the front office with me is, well, nobody again. This is a solo show. Wanted to get one out to all of your ears. As we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, as life has taken us all in various directions and made some changes. So we're hoping to have everything settled into life so that we can be back together all around the front office with you next week all right well let's dig into the hitting data we have for june and what if i told you that five of the top six hitters ranked by war in all of baseball are from the nl west granted you probably could have guessed goldschmidt is one of them because he's been the hottest hitter in all of baseball and the baseball community has taken notice. Uh, your window to acquire him at a low cost has officially closed. Now, yeah, another one of these names you may have been able to guess. Guy that kind of just popped onto the scene and hasn't given us a reason to doubt him. And that is Max Muncy. He's the third hottest hitter by war in June. Now, Goldschmidt's gone off for five home runs, 12 RBI, scored 14 runs, and has dropped his K percentage from the high 20s and low 30s down to 17% so far this month. He's got a 523 ISO, and his BABIP is off the charts at 533, uh, which gives him an average of 477 for the month and slugging at a thousand. Wow, just red hot. Mr. Muncie, though, is also having an ISO north of 590, uh, leaving him with an average of 375, BABIP of 333, on-base percentage north of 500, and a slugging at 969. This, uh, this kid has come onto the scene. He was a third-string catcher, and we did take a question about him from our buddy Kenny Cashman, and I'm sorry, Kenny, we really gave you the wrong advice. We only saw him as a third string catcher, of which the Dodgers already have two who should be starting elsewhere in Grandall and Barnes. And man, uh, Muncie was supposed to be just a fill-in while Turner was out, but he's been so hot that they've had to keep him in the lineup. In that already stacked Dodgers lineup, he's got six home runs this month, 11 RBI, eight runs, and a stolen base to boot. Oh, man, I I feel terrible for the advice we gave you, Kenny. Um, The next few names here you might not know because they're probably a little deeper 
uh, on most fantasy baseball charts. Uh, the number two hitter in June, ranked by war, is Jock Peterson. So far, 11 runs, 7 home runs, 10 RBI. Uh, most of those have been solo shots, apparently. And done all this damage, only 27 plate appearances. That's half the amount of plate appearances as Goldie this month. And he is just behind him in war for the month. His slugging percentage is 1444. His Woba is nearly 800. He's got a 481 average on base at a 481 and an ISO of 963. He's only striking out at a 7% clip where normally he's in the high 20s on average. Granted, he's really only getting at bats against right-handed pitchers. He's somebody who would be slotting into your fourth, fifth, maybe a utility slot versus the outfield. Definitely somebody to look at picking up. Brandon Crawford of the Giants has been one of the hottest hitters this year. Currently for the month of June, he's got a 444 average, a 512 on base percentage, and a WOBA of 532. The dude is pretty much on base at a decent clip all the time. Eight RBI, two home runs, five runs, and on the year, batting 329. Man, a slug of 522, and he has just been all over causing damage. Somebody to definitely plug in your lineup that will be consistent. Now, this may be my favorite league play. Uh, those that are 12 team and deeper, I would be looking at Cattell Marte. He He's been a guy that's been up in the leaderboards of hard hit rate all year long, but has been the victim of some terrible BABIP luck. Well, since the calendar turned to June, that luck has shifted. Currently this month, in 39 plate appearances, he's got 3 home runs, 12 RBI, scored 13 runs, has stolen a base, only striking out at a 12, almost 13% rate, a 571 ISO, higher than Goldie, just to put it in perspective, with a 393 Babbitt, batting 400 on the month. Man, just uh, an up-and-coming kid. He's probably going to be a better real-life baseball player than a fantasy baseball player, and we've we've had our share of disagreements on the show about him but I do see him as coming into his own. And that hard hit rate is something that really is a contributing factor to having the month that he's having in he's just an extra base machine. So far this month, he has 11 extra base hits, five doubles, three home runs, and three triples. That hard hit rate is north of 55%, and considering his average on the year is still just shy of 250, there's a good chance you can probably pick him up for a zero bid or a one dollar bid even. Now heading to the AL side of things, Eduardo Escobar, Mike Trout, and George Springer all having pretty solid months. Trout batting at 350, Escobar somehow batting at 381, four home runs, 13 RBI, and has been the rock of that Twins lineup. George Springer, seven RBI, nine runs, one stolen base, three home runs, uh, walking and striking out at the exact same rate, 17.4%. And Matty Chapman has one home run, three RBI, seven runs. Been a consistent force in that athletics lineup.
batting 412 on the month. Brian Anderson for the Marlins has kept a hot bat, 8 RBI, 2 home runs, 7 runs scored, batting 429 in June. Somebody to keep on your radar and kind of fill those outfield or third base holes there. Marcel Ozuna has finally awoken. The sleeping bear has four home runs this month, 12 RBI, and scored six runs, both walking and striking out at a low percentage this month, just shy of 7% each, and batting 390 on the month. Uh, Freddie Freeman has just been annihilating baseballs per usual. Eddie Rosario and Andrew Benintendi. Both have five home runs, 10 RBI for Rosario, eight for Benintendi, and they've each scored at least 10 runs this month. Near identical stats. Benintendi is actually striking out at twice the rate, uh, which kind of caps his average for the month at 289, whereas Rosario is batting 333. Cody Bellinger has finally stepped up and made some changes here. Four home runs this month, seven RBI, 10 runs scored, and a pair of stolen bases. Uh, Still striking out at a near 34% rate so far this month, but when he hits the ball, he puts it in play. He's got a 385 BABIP and gives him a a rounded 300 average for the month. Some might say that Joey Votto is having a down year. No home runs this month, six RBI, six runs. He is lacking in the power department so far, but he does play in Great American Ballpark, and home runs come in bunches for him, so don't be trying to sell too quickly on him. Still a consistent force in your fantasy lineups. Still batting 389 for the month, a 483 batting average on balls in play. It's just that power that's lacking for him. Gonna drop down and hit a few additional names that are hot this month that maybe you aren't aware of. David Peralta has finally uh, found what he was missing in June, batting 357, four home runs, 10 RBI, seven runs. Scott Schebler has come alive, 409 so far this month, two home runs, five RBI, eight runs scored. Here, Adrianza, this is a prospect of the Twins, two home runs, seven RBI, seven runs scored, and a stolen base, only striking out at about 17%. He's really come onto the scene in a quiet sense, batting 346 in June in 30 June plate appearances. Somebody to keep on your radar that may be worth a pickup this weekend. Or if you're in one of these midweek waivers, might want to grab him before he gets hot enough that everybody knows about him. Nelly Cruz finally went off for two home runs the other night. He's got five on the month, nine RBI, eight runs scored, batting 289 on the month, but on base at a 413 clip. Um, Another prospect, this one for the Athletics, in 37 plate appearances, three home runs. I believe he went off for two of them in the same game early this month. Dustin Fowler, uh, five RBI, five runs scored, and a stolen base. Uh, does not appear that he's walked this month, but he's striking at a 16% clip. His BABIP of 370 has led his batting average to sit at 361, and he's somebody to keep on the radar. I don't think he's going to make much noise this season. Uh, he came into the year kind of a highly touted, but hasn't done much at the majors beyond 
on the two-homer game that he had about a week and a half ago. All right, time to look at some of the coldest hitters and maybe time to move on, sell, or see what you can do with them. Oh boy, oh boy, what to do with Michael Conforto. Uh, he did break up the no-no that was going today for Mike Soroka, but... Beyond that, there's not much going right for him. One home run, the only run and RBI that he scored were self-inflicted, still striking out a 31% rate. Babbitt for the month of June, 053. Not, not, not good. Uh, CJ Crone, he had been on a power binge in May. Uh, he still has three home runs this month, but his average is sitting at 147, an 0.91 Babbitt. Not good. Uh, I, man, you you just have to bench Conforto because his skills are there. Hasn't been able to put them together this year as he had last year. I'm wondering if maybe there may be a lingering issue potentially. I I don't know what to make of that. CJ Crone, this could just be the valley in the peaks and valleys of his season. Joey Gallo, two home runs, four RBI, uh, sitting the same as CJ Crone, 091 on that BABIP, 111 average. Ouch. Striking out 40% of the time. Oh boy, here is a big one. What do you do with Gary Sanchez? I mean, even with his terrible average, his sub-200 average on the year, uh, currently for the month of June, the 069 average, he's still your number one catcher, is he not? Granted, catching is pretty volatile, and Francisco Cervelli may be the number one catcher by war or stat this season, looking at it, you assume Sanchez is going to bounce back. This sophomore slump that he's going through, man, it's it's got to change, and he's still getting his pop every once in a while. I've got him on a squad, and I just run him out there every day. I should probably be benching him, realistically, and waiting to see what comes of it. Ozzy Albies, for the hot April and May that he had, has been pretty ice cold here in June. A 133 average, does have two home runs and five RBI. Strikeout percentage has begun to tick upwards, only sitting with a 114 BABIP in June. And it doesn't look like he's making too many adjustments at the moment. Another second baseman that you probably have shares of, Jonathan Scope. One home run, his only RBI. He scored four runs, but he's sitting with a 150 average. Again, there are adjustments that need to be made, and I don't know if he's going to make them quickly. People finally figured out after last year that he went off for 30 home runs. Maybe don't throw him so many fastballs. Rotoware.com. Rotoware. Big shout out to the Rotoware uh, company. It's so goddamn comfortable. Can't recommend them enough, man. Yeah. High quality t shirts. Shout out to Rotoware.com. You see me rocking the shirts on the videos and stuff like that. Where'd you get that? Rotoware. 
That is courtesy of Rotoware. It's just it's just the highest quality of shirt. Yeah, I really like the baseball designs you got here. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody who I've talked to who has the shirt basically says they can't believe how good the quality is. Yeah, Ken, I've seen you've been getting a lot of love. You said you've been only running for a little over a month. CBS guys are tweeting out shirts. I'm seeing fantasy personalities everywhere digging this guy's shirt. I love the Run DFS shirt. It comes with baseball cards with all the different shirts on it. Rotoware on Twitter. Check out rotoware.com. Oh my God, is this, is this shirt making love to me right now? Like, what's going on? I love this shirt. All right, let's take a look at pitching targets. Buy, sell, or dump. Your pitching war leader for June is not Max Scherzer, surprisingly enough. It is Mike Fultonevich. He did leave his last start with a tricep. Did leave his last start with a tricep something or other. But his manager was saying he does not expect him to miss a start. So play it up as a minor thing. Uh, so far, a sparkling 095 ERA. FIP is sitting 126. And getting ground balls north of 52%. Leaving runners on the bases 86% of the time. Been pretty interesting this month. Uh, Number two on that list is Max Scherzer. A 13K per 9, 240 ERA on the month. And his FIP is actually sitting at 163. Now, number three and five are something that we, the front office crew and writing staff, were discussing earlier today. Carlos Carrasco or Jose Barrios, rest of season. Now, diving into their numbers, they are very similar over the season. Even more so when you look at it just this month in June. Carrasco is 2-1, Barrios is 2-0, in about the same amount of innings pitched. The K per 9 are near, they're close, just under 12 for Carrasco, just over 10 for Barrios, but Barrios does not have the walk issue that Carrasco does. Carrasco is getting hit harder on balls in play than Barrios by nearly 100 points, but Barrios doesn't have the same strand rate. Carrasco strands 20% more runners than Barrios so far this month. And their ERA are 357 and 360. Nearly identical there. So we got into the nitty gritty on the two of them. And we're discussing where they kind of sit. So Carrasco on the season has a higher K per 9. Slightly. Better swinging strike rate. Mm, slightly. Barrios is having a better walks per 9. Also kind of slightly. 50 points lower BABIP on the full season and 6% lower hard hit percentage. But essentially they're the same dude, give or take nine years. Well, if we narrow that down to the last 30 days, Barrios runs away with which one is better. We're pretty split in the front office on this, so we'll leave it up to you. Which would you rather have rest of season, Carrasco or Barrios? Tweet out a poll here on our Twitter page and allow you to vote on that. 
that. Uh, beyond those guys, you're looking at pretty much the usual suspects. Trevor Bauer is actually having a really nice June. Uh, 263 ERA, a 156 FIP. Not stranding runners at a good enough rate, but he is getting hit hard. But he's above 15K per nine for the month so far. Other usual suspects, Corey Kluber, Rom, James Paxton, Chris Sale. Dylan Bundy is a curious case. We all saw how he imploded, giving up seven runs without an out a month ago, but since then he's really kept things within quality start range. Three runs given up, six innings pitched, pretty close to that. My big caveat with him is he is a flyball pitcher, and he pitches in a park that is known that fly balls just carry on out of the park, and that does not help him. Tyler Skaggs has kept things going this year. Louis Severino. Dylan Covey is somebody to keep on your radar. He's got almost an 11.5K per nine, stranding base runners at an impossible rate of 91%. Uh, that will regress. He's got a zero ERA in the month, 165 FIP, so somebody to keep on your radar if you're looking for some help help in the short term, but there will be regression coming for him. Zach Eflin's also been having a good month. Miles Miklas, uh, just quality start machine, not going to strike out a lot of people, just shy of 6k per 9, doesn't really walk more than a batter a game, sitting at 095 on walks per 9, stranding runners at a consistent rate of 72%, a 189 ERA on the month, definitely somebody that you may be targeting in quality start leagues. Chase Anderson went, uh, pretty deep into the ball game the other night and yeah that uh somebody to keep on the radar Sonny Gray I, I don't know the the dude is broken he's somebody that I I was diving into and he looks like somebody you start away from Yankee Stadium which is very odd that may be the best thing for him ah man the curious case of Patrick Corbin has somehow lost three almost four miles an hour average off his fastball but is still coming out of games winning them. I, I don't know. I was discussing this the other night with Dave at the Diablo 27 on Twitter. Corbin is a guy that through with nobody on base, your weighted on base is 231. You're only hitting 184 off of him. But once you get somebody on base, things start to change. Your average ticks up to 210, you're weighted on base to 316, and your chance at walking nearly doubles. His FIP with nobody on is 230, but his FIP when men get on base, 457. Men in scoring position, that FIP jumps to 579. Now, the peripherals stay the same no matter who's on base, nobody's on base. Hard hit percentage is within one and a half percent of the average medium is the exact same soft is pretty much the same but as more and more people get on base they quit swinging at the slider and the curveball and they sit on that 89 mile an hour fastball doesn't bode well for Corbin much and has led to walking the exact same amount of guys in 13 innings with men in scoring position as he has with 59 innings of bases empty. Your walk percentage 
with men in scoring position is insane. It is nearly four times more likely that you'll walk with men in scoring position than with nobody on base. His walks per nine with men in scoring position is 8.3, but with the bases empty, it's 1.8. His ERA is almost 11 with men in scoring position. That's, uh, it's just mind-boggling. I don't quite understand it. I don't know if it's a mental thing, but it's really only happened since the calendar turned to May. All of this is totally different in April. So somebody that you really can't sell because everybody is wise to his struggles of late, but don't know. I mean, if you do have him, you probably picked him up for a cheap price early on. Hopefully you didn't trade for him when he was super hot in April, but he's somebody that you're probably just going to have to ride on the bench or hope that he stays around a 3-5 ERA for the rest of the season. Keeps getting you the nearly 12K per nine. I mean, he's still valuable, but he's not as valuable as the guy that we saw in the early going. Another guy of the same mold, Andrew Heaney. Again, he just spiked his strikeout rate, but I don't think he can sustain what he's been doing. He's had a few games of late where he's kind of blown up and given up five, six, seven earned runs. Somebody to be watching on your radars as kind of sell, move on, maybe bench. All right, that'll do it for today. Hopefully, I gave you some interesting stats to help you with your waivers this weekend. Definitely get out and look into your Fangraphs reports. I mean, if you haven't already signed up with an account with them, go in and do it. It's free. Definitely help them out and support them. Become a member. But you can also go in and set up custom reports for your squad so you can have the advanced statistics to compare and contrast and make some of these tough roster decisions that you'll have to make as guys are beginning to come off of the DL that you've probably had stashed away for most of the season, like Daniel Murray. Murphy, Zach Britton, and many others that are coming off soon. So until next week, I have been Jeremy at Front Office Jer. Make sure to follow Todd at Goalie Happens, Keith at Fantasy underscore Keith, Phil at The Baseball Jedi, and be sure to follow the podcast at Fan Front Office. And of course, be sure to check out our writing over at our home on the web, fanfrontofficepodcast.com. And until next week, go enjoy some baseball. Ball.